Welcome to Hope Ahead, a journey of infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein. And this is Ryan Ripstein. And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive. We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others. And just a reminder, this is our story and it personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice. Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion and thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of Hope Ahead. Yes, this is a success story. I got to first speak out the words, right? Um, I have my friend here, Priscilla Harlan. Hello. She is going to be joining us today for this special episode and sharing her story of um, struggles and trials of trying to get pregnant for her and her husband and then how it led to their miracle baby. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and open us up in a word of prayer and then we'll hop right in. So dear Lord, just thank you for today and thank you for Priscilla and um, her willingness to share her story. I pray for just a blessed podcast and for once again, for all our listeners, Lord, you just know what they're dealing with. And I pray that Priscilla's story will be um, an inspiration and hopeful for them and just continue to help them on their journey. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So we're just going to kind of start off with a little background history, just get to know Priscilla here a little bit. So Mm -hmm. just share, I guess, you know, um, how long you and your husband have been married and Mm kind of when you first wanted to start having a family. Okay. We have been married. I always get this wrong. (laughs) And I feel terrible. She's the same year as us. So I know it's six years. So it's six. We've been married six years. We've been together since 2012. That's right. We've been together 11 years. So I always like to just group that in because... That's it's it's, it's just a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But we've been married for six years. I want to say that we didn't really officially like start trying, but we didn't prevent anything. Like I wasn't on birth control. We didn't use any type of protection. Oh, whenever. It was all it yeah. was unnatural. Um, but we did. I think we first to start or first decided to start trying in June of 21. Okay. And Shortly before that, my dad had passed away, and that really opened my eyes to, like, how important family is. Yeah. And I just think, like, I was my dad's only child, so I always think, you know, if I wouldn't have been there for him, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, like, how his last days would have been because, you know, I was his primary caregiver for, right. you know, the last two or three weeks of his life. And yeah. so that really opened my my and eyes. She did a great to... job too. She was really there for him. It was <laughs> some time, but it was, yeah, it was, job. but I'm so thankful that I was able to do that. And I was so thankful that we had that type of relationship to where I wanted to take care mm-hmm. of him and be, mm-hmm. and be with him. Special. So, yeah. Um, but didn't officially start trying until June of 21. We, when I say trying, it was like, I had an app on my phone that I put in like when my last period was and it would shoot out like, okay. oh, you're going to be ovulating on this date, which now we know that that's not how it yeah. works. <laughs> and well, as we like to say, though, too, you were practicing more yes. often, you know, in that sense. <laughs> yeah. But, yes. And so, but yeah, the app on the phone is it's, the initial. Okay. That's the initial start. And it was just, you know, I was talking to one of my friends at work, like she was also trying to get pregnant as well. And I was showing her like, oh, well, this is the app that I use. And she was like, okay, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't how you actually track yeah. this. So she started talking to me about the pre-mom app. That's okay. the app that I got. And 
also started talking to me about OPKs, which okay. are the, yep. the ovulation LH tests. LH strips, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So started doing those. We did those starting in probably September, October. Yeah. Ryan, do you remember what OPKs stand for? Ryan is behind the scenes oh, here with us, guys. I'm Sorry. Here. <laughs> he's, just, he's our camera guy today. Ovulation predictor kit. Okay. Yeah. So for you guys to know. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Got it. Um, but I mean, to be fair, you're like you're saying, you guys start, we've I've mentioned before how I was kind of naive. I mean, I knew maybe a little bit more than the average person, but um, I think how you started going about was pretty normal. Yeah. You know, just I think so. trying to track it, figure yeah. out what your body was doing. Because now when people tell me like, oh, we're trying to get pregnant or, and I'm like, okay, well, what are you using? Yeah. Because the app on your phone is not great. That's right. That's right. There's so many better things out yes. there. Yes. But so then I guess. You were saying, so you started using the OPKs like September, October? I want to say it was around there. Okay. Yeah. September, October, and then the pre, you could log them into the Premom app and it would give you like a score. Okay. And I remember very early on that that was stressful. Yes. And that that was like, oh, I didn't get a high score. Yeah. And if we're like, we're the same, yeah. we're yeah. the same person. Like, we want to get an A. <laughs> if you don't get an A, you have failed. <laughs> So that's how it was at yeah. the beginning, and I was I was doing those strips and just kept doing them, kept doing them, and I did was like, "Did you transition to the clear blue, the smiley face?" I, I did those eventually. a couple times. I feel like we all kind of start off with like yeah. the pre mom. They were the cheaper, easier. I access. liked the pre moms better. Yeah, I don't know why. Like it was great getting it that smiley face, yeah. but you know I couldn't get a score on those, so I didn't like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what's a flashing smiley face right. mean anyway? Right. So then you also kind of like started doing more research of, I think, cause you had mentioned it starts with an A. Cause yes. like I, I mentioned before, the third edition just came out. So this was still the second edition, mm -hmm. but using it for like supplements and then also yeah. started following people. I did. So I started following a lot of people. Well, not at that time. I didn't no, start not following as much. people. Okay. Um, but yeah. I had also learned about the basal body temp. Okay. And I kind of started doing that. That was a little difficult for me to keep okay. up with because That's I never, stressor, I think. yeah, I didn't always sleep well at night. So it was like, I didn't feel like it was accurate. Okay. So like one morning I would get a really great number. Then the next morning I would get a really terrible number and it's just. Well, I'm trying to take it at the right time. Yes. Because you were like, at the time still doing oral as yes, well, right? Yes. I yeah. was still doing that and it's like, you have to lay there for 10 minutes and yeah. I was just just like I gotta go to the bathroom. Thing, I can't exactly. lay here. First thing you do, you wake up, you kind of stretch, and you're like, I gotta go pee. Yes. Right? And they're like, yeah. No, don't move. You can't in move. here and sit here until it yes. takes your temperature. And then some people were like, Well, you have to warm up the thermometer first, and that can take up to five minutes. I yeah. was like, I'm not doing no, that. I don't have the patience. <laughs> no, I don't have the patience. Yes. Um, but I mean, I guess. You know, you were kind of talking about a little previously about mm -hmm. now learning about ovulation and like learning about your body. Like, yeah. you know, obviously you guys were willing to give it over to God to like, yes, let it let it be. But I mean, did you feel prepared for it? But you know what I mean? Like when you guys first started trying or no, yeah. I was not I didn't know anything. And, you know, that's sad to say, like, as a woman, but I think that's pretty normal. People yeah, don't, people don't know, like, what goes into 
we all go to school for sex ed, but it doesn't, yeah. I don't feel like they accurately teach you like what is actually happening with your body and like the hormones for each time of the month. Yeah. It's like, that is super important. So I didn't know about ovulation. I thought like there was a week that you could get pregnant. I thought if you had sex during that week, like it was like, oh, we're good. We're Mm going to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And after, you know, three months of trying and us doing that, like it was like, okay, What's going on? Yeah. Because that's not how it works. Because well, it probably always <laughs> seems so easy, you know, where we saw other women, they'd be like, oh, they got pregnant and they weren't even trying. Yes. And so yeah. you just think So that was my thought case. process. Yeah. That was like, oh, well, you know, this is, we have this date and this date and we have to do it sometime in between there and we'll be good. Mm-hmm. But no, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. And then um, you, you talked to, I guess, too, like you were just saying, like tracking your period and stuff like would you know like the symptoms of your period or that was something you more kind of like learned about yourself to like know what was normal and was not normal? Yeah, I more kind of learned about that as we were going. Like before, I really, I wasn't great about tracking my period. It was like, oh, okay. Like I had my period around the 28th of this uh-huh. month. So, so you next for it again around that same it's going to yeah. be around that same time. But yeah. there were sometimes like I wouldn't track. I wouldn't know. Like okay. I wouldn't know when it was going to start. I wouldn't know like until you started getting crampy until or... I started getting crampy. And I noticed mood swings, obviously, okay. like the first or like the few days before. Yeah. And then PMS, PMS, <laughs> good old PMS. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would have PMS. I would just start getting really cranky and my husband can attest to that because he's, I feel like he was making notes in his head. Like, yeah. okay, she's more crankier Which than we, usual. We kind of <laughs> joked about before. It's like, don't be like, are you getting your period? Like that's like, yeah. the worst thing to say, right? Cause it's like, no, well maybe, but I you. And then it's like, we're not entirely sane. Yeah. That time. And then it's like the next day it, you, you get your period and you're like, Oh, that makes sense. I feel so much better. That's, uh, what was, that's what it was. That's what's wrong with me. I'm not crazy. <laughs> no. But, so I, yeah. I was actually John saying that you're kind of the same as far as personality and things mm-hmm. like that. So Naomi and I have talked about how, you know, she was like, we're giving it over to God and these kind of things. Can you talk about how you balance giving it over to God? Yeah. And the struggles that still want to right. own it oh, yourself. We know oh, control. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was this was a huge part in my walk with God for him to really show me that like, hey, it's my timing. Yeah. Like you can control and try to control all you want to, but it in the end it's you know, it's it's my timing and how I want things to happen. Um, I know it's been it, a real growing process. For it you definitely was. Yeah. It was definitely a growing process because which I can attest to as well. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there were times where I was like, okay, like this is all up to you. I'm gonna give it into your hands, and then it's like, Just I kidding. would go back and start like <laughs> researching everything, uh-huh. and then it's like, okay, here you go. And then I'm like, okay, wait, let me take that back. Let me you take it that. back. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's a hard balance. It's a very I mean, hard balance. We got, we're close in that sense, but we also really understood each other. Yes. In that sense. We're like, sometimes we'd be like, and sometimes we'd help bring each other in and be like, we'd really encourage each other and be like, well, do you think you're doing too much? Maybe. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> you know, I am taking 30 pills a day. <laughs> maybe it was not a big deal. Um, so just kind of reiterate just still to like PMS symptoms are not normal mm-hmm. and don't always fully rely on even like what your hormones are. Yes. Yeah. Um, you have a good example for like 
getting some testing done a little bit later yes. on. Like she got her AMH tested and yep. it was low, but mm-hmm. then she found out she had like a thyroid issue. Yes. So, and yeah. I guess we can kind of lead into with like the other indications and yes. stuff there. Um, so my, my mom and my sister, they have history of endometriosis. Mm-hmm. And when I was about 19, I started having all the signs and symptoms okay. that they did. Um, so I went to the doctor. Can you elaborate on like some of the symptoms? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. That's okay. No, that's okay. Just <laughs> yes. so that, cause like, I mean, um, I've recently known that I have it. I right. didn't have these symptoms. Right. So you, it kind of... was unbearable pain. Okay. I know that you haven't really had issues it, around with the time that. of the month always. It or... would be around my period. Mine would be worse on ovulation. Okay. Like I, and I didn't put the those two surging. together. Okay. I didn't put two and two together until. You know, I was in it for about a year, year and a half. And that's when I finally went to a doctor and they were like, well, you wouldn't have that pain around ovulation. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you would. Mm-hmm. Like, this is when your body is ramping up on all of those yeah. hormones. Estrogen is surging. Estrogen. Yeah. Yes. Um, Listen to so, me. We know our bodies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> yes. So unbearable pain um, around period and ovulation, I would bloat so badly that I would look like I was pregnant. Like I would look like I was probably about six months pregnant. I would bloat so badly. Um, headaches, just fatigue, but mine was mainly pain and my periods were very, very heavy for the first two or three days. And then and I you would had pain like with bowel movements and stuff yes. too, right? And even so, like just like trying indication. to urinate, it okay. was like I would have to like brace myself because it okay. would hurt so badly. And that was um, still around the time of the month. Yes. Okay. It was also around ovulation. It or? was around both of those. Both of those. Yeah. Okay. So, so period and, and then the end. Okay. yes. And so. So when you say unbearable pain, it is like female location yes and it would so it was more pelvic pain it was in my pelvis but it even got to where like I was feeling it up like in my ribs okay and um when I went to the doctor I was telling them that and this one doctor I remember I just went to like a CVS clinic Mm -hmm. doctor because I was like something's wrong with me like I need help and she was like, she started putting everything together and she was like, I really think that you have endometriosis okay. and I think that you need to go see an OB. Um, so I went to an OB and she said, yes, that's it. She said, we won't know definite in, indefinitely yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, unless we do a laparoscopy. I didn't want to do a laparoscopy because I was 20 years old. Right. Like I, I told her like, I'm not trying to get pregnant right now. I'm actually in school. Like right. I don't have time to be out and do this. And so it was, okay, well, let's start you on birth control. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on birth control. control. Yes, something to control the hormones. Um, So whenever I was on birth control, it completely took all of that away. I didn't have any issues whenever I was on birth control. Um, I've heard of that before, though, too, where they talk that um, some girls don't find out until years later that they had endometriosis mm -hmm. because they got on birth control when they were like, in their teens. Yes. And so it wasn't anything that even could really ramp up until they tried to start having right. kids and then all of a sudden it flared again. Yes. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. The good and the bad of birth control there. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, 
So yeah, so you were to... no, it's okay. So you were saying like, so you didn't do the laparoscopic. Yeah. But then, so now you're, you know, in year 21, and you're trying to start having a family, and you mm-hmm. know your sister and your mom's path. Did yeah. your sister have surgery, or did she your mom did? Have surgery? I um, my mom didn't have surgery. My sister but actually it was just had still suspected, surgery. Confirmed. Yes. Okay. And hers was confirmed. Hers was actually like a stage four. Okay. And they went in and cleaned it all or cleaned it all off. Um and she actually, she had her tubes tied and all of that. So when, I mean, whenever they got in there, they saw she had so much scar tissue. And so they, they saw like, it during yes, okay, yeah, that time. During okay, that. Um, okay. Yes. So she had, I can't remember when she had that removed, but it was okay. definitely confirmed that she had had endometriosis. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I guess we'll get into still with <clears throat> now like your starting to figure out a little bit more. You have a suspect of the endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to do your lab draws. Like we had mentioned, like we knew something was off with your thyroid. You had seen a doctor previously for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess kind of touch on like your numbers and then what was normal and then what is not considered normal when you're trying to conceive. Right. So I just went for just like a checkup and that was in December of 21. So okay. we had been trying since June. Okay. Um, went in 21 and she did like, she said she did a full thyroid panel. I actually looked back at it and she only tested two things. Okay. Um, so with a full thyroid panel, like you really want to get everything to really tell you like the whole story of your thyroid. So can you list off what those are? Do you remember? It's like TSH, um, T4, T3. TSH, T4, T3. Sorry, I'm going to pull this no, out. That's okay. Um, While she's looking, yes. um, so yeah, getting the full panel in the sense to get an idea because your thyroid, what it does is it kind of helps your immune system, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's either understimulated, then things can be really ramped up. If it's overstimulated, then yeah. it can be attacking things a little bit more. Yes. So in her case, hers was elevated so it wasn't mm-hmm. functioning as well as it should yeah. um but she was still within like the normal range of what a thyroid should mm-hmm. be yes yeah. so your tsh so you want to have like your tsh that's the stimulating hormone mm-hmm. the free t3 the reverse t3 reverse the t4 okay. and right. your antibodies yeah. so your antibodies okay. tell you like hashimotos right. like if you have hashimotos thankfully i didn't have any thyroid antibodies but okay my TSH was a 3.8. And when they give you the normal ranges, like normal ranges aren't optimal. Right. So you could be in your normal range and still have thyroid symptoms, which is exactly what was happening to me. So when I went into December, my TSH was a 3.8. And she said, oh, your thyroid's normal. Everything's normal. But I was depressed. I was anxious. I had well, low horrible, energy. I remember horrible fatigue. Like I was having to take naps like yeah. every day. Since we work together, that's another reason how we kind of <laughs> made she come in and take naps in the gym in our PT clinic. Sometimes yes. she's like, I during lunchtime, so it was still you know yeah. we've been right. But it would be funny she'd be curled up in the corner for like yes. fifteen minutes. Yes, need a little power I would just nap. have to have a nap. Like yeah. I wasn't like I felt like I was not functioning. Like and I had you know really horrible PMS. Like I had the endometriosis. I had horrible hair health and also miscarriage. And we'll touch on that in yeah. just a little bit. But um, I learned so in December that was just a regular PCP. In February that's when you know, February I 22 started now, right? 22. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, something's off. Like we haven't ever used protection. Like, um, 
we have had some, we have had a miscarriage, um, and that was in December of 2018. So we weren't even like really trying at that time. Like I said, like we really had, or I hadn't been tracking my periods or anything like that. But when I was at work, um, I had noticed that I was really crampy that day and just not feeling great. And I remember I was with a patient and I just felt like a horrible just gush gush of blood. And so like, obviously I had to step out when I stepped out, went to the bathroom. Like it was very obvious that it was a miscarriage. Like, and you can, you can attest to that. Like, you know that that happens. And you know, at that time it was like, Oh my goodness. Like, I didn't even know like how to feel in that time because it was like I didn't know was that a, I was. Well, you didn't have really the time to even be yeah. aware of the pregnancy before yeah. it was gone. So that's and I didn't just really, as hard. I, yeah, yeah, and I didn't process it either. And I think that's one of the other things that, you know, really started weighing on me whenever we officially did start trying to get pregnant. It was like, well, I got pregnant that one time. Like, right. why am I not getting pregnant again? Right. Um. So we went to the RE, which is the reproductive endocrinologist, mm-hmm. and I talked to him about all of, you know, the stuff that we had gone through that I've already talked about. And he started, you know, getting everything ready for me to do like a hysteroscopy. He ran all of these labs. Mm-hmm. And on one of the labs, he tested my thyroid and he was like, well, you were severely um you have severe hypo um, thyroidism. thyroidism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally I just went, yeah. I literally just went to the doctor in December and she told me that everything was normal. Everything was fine. And he was like, no, like your TSH needs to be below a two. Yeah. Um, and so in then, the real world, I think it's one to 4.5 yes, or something yeah. is where your thyroid could be functioning. And like she said, she still had symptoms, mm-hmm. but for fertility, um, they definitely want you less than, I thought it was, 2.5 is it two I think it was two anyway you guys can check that but they yes. you, you need to be lower in that sense right um, in order once again like I said to make sure your thyroid's not understimulated mm-hmm. and it's not over it's not attacking right. your future fetus and right. know, embryo and stuff so right um but yeah so then he was the one that suggested thyroid medication right? yes and so she did use the Brazil I did nuts. so yes. this was when in between like December and February whenever we decided to go to a reproductive endocrinologist I started looking up like what minerals and vitamins does your thyroid need because I was, like, research girl. <laughs> I was like I was like I know that there's something going on yeah. like this can't be normal so I randomly, not randomly, I started taking selenium because selenium is so good for your reproductive health. Mm-hmm. And I actually, that was in the, it starts with an right. egg. Yep. So I just started taking that in probably a little after that uh, doctor's appointment in December. And so whenever I had my thyroid tested with the endocrinologist, mm-hmm. he or it showed that, um, it showed that my thyroid have went from a three point or the stimulating hormone have went from a 3.8 to a 3.1. Yeah. And that was in a span of like two months of taking taking selenium. selenium. Yeah. Um, and then after that, the doctor, he did put me on a Synthroid. It was levothyroxine. He started me on 25 milligrams. Um, but then we ended up having to up it to 50 Milli, not milligrams. No, micrograms. micrograms. Yeah. No, yes. you're okay. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. <laughs> um, so at that appointment, you know, he, I talked to him like in depth about what was going on about the endometriosis. 
and me, like I was, I was so excited about like all of my supplements that I was already taking. Like I, like, I printed it off. <laughs> And I was like, here are my supplements. This is what I'm taking. And he was like, okay, that's cool. And like, sits it down. And I was like, wait a minute. Don't you want to see what a good patient oh, I am? Yes. Like all of my research. Look at this. And then like I had all of my other stuff, like from my pre-mom stuff that yeah. was showing my LH and all of that. And he was like, okay. And yeah. Just and she like, was taking, we have it on here, like 24 pills a day. Yeah. Talked, I was taking we, a lot. We definitely related in the pill yes, fatigue. Yes. I was definitely getting very fatigued. So, and I know, so he was, he wanted to do the hysteroscopy, but once again, like we had talked about, she went to the same fertility clinic that Ryan and I had gone to, mm-hmm. um, different doctor though, but there was a big push for IVF and she was like, yeah. you know, my thyroid's messed up. I want to get that under control. He was okay doing the hysteroscopy, but then he still kind of wanted to push you towards that. Yes. So once we got finished with all of the testing, mm-hmm. um, and of course, like every time you get a lab back, like it notifies you. Mm-hmm. So in your mailbox, in your mailbox yeah. and I'm like, okay, wonderful. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. see what this is. And so one of the first ones I got back was the AMH and it's the anti, um, malarian, malarian mm-hmm. hormone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, like, I'm gonna look that up and see what that is. And so when I looked it up, like, numbers just pop up. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, let me see what a normal like 27 year old is supposed to be. So it's supposed to be around 4.0. And so when I looked at mine, it was a 0.6, a 0.6. Like, I didn't even have a big number in front of that point. And when I looked at that, it's like the rug got ripped out from underneath me. And that's when, which you, you really didn't have a problem with this, but that's when I started getting angry Yeah, and I started questioning everything. And I was like, why, why is God making us go through why this? Is God why making is my us go body betraying me? And that yeah. was one of the main things was why is my body doing this to mm-hmm. me? And it was, that was just like a gut punch yeah. and to the point where like I couldn't continue like my day at work like I had to leave and thankfully like my supervising therapist that was there like she knew what we were going through and mm-hmm. all of that so you know she told me to leave and it's like when I got in my car like I don't think I'd sobbed that bad like since my dad had died yeah. and that was the point where like I just lost like all control because well, you're doing all these just, things yes and it doesn't even really seem to matter and that's right? what it was like I was doing everything that I knew to do and it mm-hmm. just it didn't it didn't matter so whenever I got home my husband was already at home and like I was crying and it's like I told him I was like I have the eggs of a 50 year old <laughs> I was like my eggs are dried up like they're dead they're gone you still love me right you still yeah. love me <laughs> and of course he is just like it's yeah. okay like it's yeah. gonna be all right like yeah. that's one of the that's one of the pieces to the puzzle yeah he's a great but, husband just like Ryan is yes so very supportive and, of her and everything and I just you know I think like that entire time like once I got that result I was like you know what's the use in doing anything else like I hadn't done the hysteroscopy at that point and so I just that entire month waiting for that hysteroscopy which it was like two weeks away um, maybe even three weeks, like I just felt numb. Yeah. Like I just felt like I, I had no idea what to do. Like I yeah. didn't know what to do at that point. So, and then you were talking about even like your thyroid, like you had started and you looked up mm-hmm. kind of 
how to better that and everything to yes, yeah. get your hormone numbers better yes. and everything. And I started looking up like, what is AMH? Like, how do you get that number? Like, is that number actually even accurate? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's the internet. You're going to get both of it. You're going to get like, yes, it's very important. Like mm-hmm. if you're never going to have children, if your yeah. AMH is below a two, <laughs> like, and I was like, I below a two. Doc, Dr. Google can <laughs> yes. always be super helpful. Yes. Right? So we went back to, you know, the RE and this was like the sit down. We're going to go over everything. And my hysteroscopy was fine. Like they didn't find anything on my hysteroscopy. Like my. And you had your hysteroscopy like maybe. Was that in March also? It was. It you was went the middle of February, March. Got that scheduled. Got your. I mean, you got all your lab values. Yeah. And then had that done. I remember. Good. I remember my first appointment was February 16th. Okay. Because that was actually my daughter's due date, which is like. Which we'll get to. I see you. Yeah. I see you up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then our final appointment with that with the RE was March 26th. Okay. So it was a little over a month that we were having to do all this. So we go into this appointment. Like I feel defeated. My husband, he really doesn't. Not that he doesn't know, like I've been talking to him about all of this stuff. And it's it's different though for the guys. It is. For, versus it is. The females, for um, sure. And so we get in there and the RE is just like, you have to do IVF. Like there's no other options. Like there's no options. Like you essentially, you're, you have very poor ovarian reserve. And he was like, this is honestly one of the lowest numbers that I've seen in the clinic in a while. And I was like, Great. Hey. Thanks a lot. And that's what we had re- reiterated. Yeah, it's like record it's setting. Record yeah. setting. <laughs> Not the way I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks a lot. But um, just in the sense of like when you go to those clinics, like they are very excellent at what they do. Yeah. But they're not willing to do more investigative things or right. Um, they're just gonna get you pregnant via IVF. Sometimes IUI, like if they'll go that route with you. Right. But that's very much where your doctor wanted you to go and was very much like, this is what your numbers are showing. This is your best bet. And and you know, like during that appointment, I was asking him like, could this all be off because of my thyroid he said no like this isn't it's not because of your thyroid it's because of your endometriosis it's because of the poor ovarian reserve like it's just a trifecta mm-hmm. and he said you and know there you've been on the thyroid now i've been couple on months, the thyroid right? for okay. about a month okay. and you know i was feeling great like i was feeling really good i had a clear mind like i was um i was i had more energy like mm-hmm. i was doing really good and so during that appointment i just I was asking all these questions and like, I wasn't getting answers. Mm. Like he couldn't tell me why I had endometriosis. They right. more or less, they have their specialty, Yes. but they kind of stay a little bit more in their yeah. lane of rather than investigating. This is what we have yeah. to do. So, so you started looking into more of like the acupuncture. I did. So after that appointment, he told us like, you have to do IVF. I had asked him like if there was a more conservative approach and he said, well, you can do Clomid. Mm -hmm. And so I agreed to do that. So I got Clomid, a trigger shot and progesterone suppositories. When those drugs came in, like I just felt uneasy. I felt like it wasn't something that I was supposed to do. Like I really didn't listen. She was on a high dose of Clomid too. Like my OB has only put me on 50 for yeah. five days and you were 100 for three days or something no I was at 100 for five days for five days yeah okay. like really trying to get so, things going 
So, yeah, yeah. I started, I'd taken two doses and then I randomly just called this acupuncturist and, you know, I went in, I was talking to her about all of these things and, um, I sent her like all of my labs. I did all of that. And, um, she essentially told me like, you can continue to take those if you want to. She said, but it's not going to help. Like, and I don't know, some of you have, may have gone to an acupuncturist. Like it is completely different than the medicine that mm-hmm. Naomi and I were used to. Mm-hmm. So it's like she did her assessment and she was like, you were in a very cold state. Um, I talked to her about my period. She was like, you're not having healthy periods. Like you're not having healthy ovulation. Like you were just weak. And so I was like, thanks. <laughs> Another. <laughs> All right. 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 Hey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so, like we had said too, like so, acupuncture with the Eastern medicine, they use cold in the sense of like poor circulation. Yes. Yes. So I there, had, there are ways to understand it, but their terms are different. Very what different yeah. than what we were used to. Yeah. So, um, I stopped taking those pills. I took two of them. That second one I took, like I started feeling kind of sick with it, and I just I told my husband I was like I'm not I'm not gonna continue to take these. And I remember like praying, and it's more of like just talking to God, not like a whole like prayer. Mm -hmm. It was just like God, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I need you to guide me. Yeah, and you were sensitive to that, and so and I was. So I stopped taking those. I called that fertility clinic. I was like, hey, I stopped taking these. I'll let you guys know, like, if I need anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I guess before you get into this part, this mm-hmm. might have even been leading into your time where you were like really broken. Yes. In yes. church. So um, I would mention we, I had a public breakdown. It yeah. seems to be kind of a, a thing. Yeah. You know, I this is so. a very taxing it is. journey. It was extremely taxing and it was, it was something that, you know, you can't explain it until like you go through it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had Naomi to lean on, she had me to lean on. Mm -hmm. And it was a very hard time. So during like March to May, I had completely like turned my entire life around. I felt like like I had started cutting out things like Mm -hmm. the toxic stuff Mm -hmm. that is supposed to be like a burden onto your onto your body and your endocrine, your endocrine system. So I went full, my husband makes fun of me when I say this, I went full crunchy. <laughs> like, if anybody knows the term crunchy, like, I was very crunchy. Like, he calls my stuff, like, you know, hippie stuff. Yeah, like, like holistic. Holistic. Her, my favorite thing is always when, so her uh, acupuncturist told her she had a cold uterus. Oh, yes. So one of my favorite things is she'd be, she'd always be like, I'm laying there with my heating pad and I'm helping my cold uterus. And yes. her husband would just kind of be like. Yes. <laughs> And it's like I wore socks, like she told me, like your feet should never be cold because if your feet are cold, your uterus is cold. I was like, well, my uterus is always cold then. (laughs) So she, oh, I forgot to say this. She actually told me, she said, your house is not ready for its Yes. And I was like, I am very hospitable. (laughs) Like my house is always ready for guests. So thankfully we could still see the humor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so in between like that March and May, I had really just turned everything around. Like I started exercising and walking regularly. I'd started doing yoga. I'd really right, just yeah. focused on myself and yeah. focused on my relationship with God. And I remember like on my walks, 
I would always pray and I'm like, okay, like you're going to have to do something. Like yeah. I'm doing all my homework. I'm yeah. doing everything that I'm supposed to do. Before, I feel like sometimes that's my, some of my best conversations with God is when I'm on a walk. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And I got to the point where I would just talk to him like I'm talking yeah. to you. I'm yep. like, listen, yep. <laughs> listen here. <laughs> but May, so May 2nd, this is, I had already, like, I am always documenting um, ovulation. I'm taking the L, the OPKs, like I'm doing all of that. Like I've, I've known like what to look for, for ovulation and just the signs that your body gives you. Um, I was doing the BBT, but at that point I'd had the temp drop mm-hmm. that I was wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it would tell me, you know, like, yes, you ovulated. No, you didn't ovulate because you have a temp increase whenever you do successfully ovulate because your progesterone will go up. Right. Um, and you did the Anito too. And I did the Anito. She got kind of frustrated with that one. That was I a lot do, of information. I, but. I don't recommend the Anito at all. Yeah. Like, don't get it. Just just don't. A lot like of people it like was, it. It's just it's very expensive on the strips. It's expensive and, and it's stressful. Yeah. It's a lot because um, you have to, it's another hold your urine. Take yes. it at a certain time. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was very stressful. So I remember the date. It was May 2nd. I was ovulating and I had the most horrible pain in I think it was my right side I had the most horrible pain in my right side and it felt like endometriosis like I was like I'm having a horrible flare-up right now like I don't know what the issue is like at that point like my periods were great like they were what I I mean you can call periods beautiful but this period my periods were beautiful (laughs) they were great (laughs) I had gotten a check from my acupuncturist saying that is exactly what your periods are supposed to look like. That's right, so, after going to her for Yes, a after months. I went yeah. to her for almost three months. Um, so I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I actually texted Naomi and I was like, I'm having horrible pain. Like I had to get in the bathtub. I had to relax. Yeah. And she was like, hmm, that sounds like a ruptured ovarian cyst. And yeah. I was like, no, I don't think that's it. Yeah. Well, long story short, it was. Yeah. And I'd went she was pretty to pretty miserable, poor thing. I was miserable. I'd went to the ER. I didn't know what was going on. I was I was vomiting. I was shaking uncontrollably. Like I had no color in my face. Like, and this I kind was, of progressed over a couple of days, right? It was progressed over a yeah. couple of days. So it started May second. I went to the I went to the ER May eighth. Okay. Um so I sat in the ER and they did a CT scan or whatever, and they came back and they said, well, we believe your appendix has ruptured because there's a lot of fluid in there. We can't see it, um, but we're going to call the general surgeon. So they got me into a room. He came in, and he started talking to me about, like, when was your last period? When did you ovulate last? Like, talk mm-hmm. to me about all that. Mm-hmm. Mind you, they had already started me on antibiotics at this point, just getting me prepped for surgery because I thought it was an appendix. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. He said, I don't believe it's your appendix. He said, I think that you have had a ruptured ovarian yeah. cyst. So and now I was her like, appendix okay. was sitting in that fluid and now for my appendix, possibly a couple of days. Yes. So, so. I, was, I was so sick. Um, and so at that point, I said, okay. I said, well, if you're going to be messing with my ovaries, like, no offense to you, you're yeah. a general surgeon. Like, I want to have, have an OB in. 
Well, and if they're and, already going to be in there, let's look for that end. Right. And that's right? what I yeah. told him. And so, and Obi came into my room before I had surgery and I started talking to him about everything and told him about our journey and all of that. And he said, okay. He said, well, I'll be in there. He said, I will take it off. Like if I see it, if it's in like a questionable place, like your fallopian tubes or we'll anything like it. that, he said, yeah. we'll talk about it. He said, but if there are big spots that I can get while we're already in there, I will get them. I said, okay. So I went into surgery. I came out. I remember the first words out of my mouth is like, where's the endometriosis? Yeah. How bad is it? Where is it at? And the nurse was like, oh, sweetie, you don't have endometriosis. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just got chills again. Yeah. yeah. She was like, everything looks good. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> she said, yeah. She said, you don't have anything. And she actually like showed me pictures right there. And my uterus, she has this beautiful pink, was so uterus. beautiful. Because mine looks really crappy. Hers looks really good. <laughs> so I had this beautiful red, pink uterus. Like my ovaries looked other than amazing. where the cysts were. Looked good. Other, yeah. other than the cysts, like yeah. you could see where the cyst was, yeah. but everything, everything looks perfect. Looked yeah. And I remember just like sobbing yeah. and just being like, oh my goodness. Like, this I was, can't believe that. This was the thing, like, where you had been praying before. Yes. And we really feel like God healed us. Yes. He yes. healed you. So, actually, a week before, um, we were in a church service. And um, during that church service, the preacher was preaching about miracles. And I remember crying during that entire church service. And I remember just telling God, like, you're going to have to heal me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's any other way around this other than you healing me and you taking this uterus or this endometriosis. Don't take my uterus away. (laughs) (laughs) Taking this endometriosis away. Like it is, you have to do it. Like kind of like a broken surrender. It was. And I was just to that point where I was so broken. I was so devastated. Like I had gone to one of my best friend's baby showers and had to step out multiple times just because I couldn't keep it together. And the, it was actually, that was that Saturday we were in that church service that Sunday. And I just remember crying that entire time and really surrendering and being like, you know, I can take as many pills a day as I, as I can, I can do everything I know to do, but this really Ultimately. has to be like a divine healing yeah. from for something that I can't do that I know only God can do. Yeah. So we we've actually talked a lot about as we've gone through this process, mm-hmm. like multiple cycles of the stages of grief. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. To where we, but it's like repeated and multiple yes. cycles are happening all at the same yes. time on different yes. topics and different reasons and. You know, kind of that that stage between the bargaining and depression. Right. Somewhere in there yeah. is this rock bottom. Yes. Right? And that's kind of yeah. what you had in church that day, what Naomi had in church that day. Yeah. Uh, just like, I think that's, like you talked about with your personalities, that real point where mm-hmm. you really are, like, letting it go. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. before you're like, okay, I'll let it go. Yeah, but ready. not. Yeah. yeah. And this one, it's like, yeah. I've done it again. Yeah. I've run out of stuff to do. And there was, so, yeah. yeah. Now I'm going yes. to hand it over just because yes. I have nothing else and this, to do. This and this breakdown was even like right before you found out about the cyst. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, now the it cyst was. is here, but yeah. finding about the healing of the endometriosis, that, I yeah. mean, 
that's just awesome. It is. I mean, it is. And it like was it a divine, like, moment. I just, I always think back about that service and I was like, he healed me in that service. Yes. And I know like, you shared your story no with other, other people. And about I have, that too. Yeah. I've shared that. And you know, that was the, and if once I had done that, like I had felt better about the whole situation. Yeah. More and peace. it's like, I had peace. Like I had hope. Yeah. And hope then ahead. hope ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was in the emergency room with this ruptured cyst, and I was like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. God how, is working, though, all How is this time. working? Like, yeah. what is this going to do? And then I just think about, like, if that wouldn't have happened, like, what would have happened? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have known that I didn't, that I was killed of endometriosis. Right. And it was one of those things where I feel like I, like I wanted proof. Like yeah. I wanted proof that I was healed yeah. and that, and that was the proof. Like I wish I had before pictures of it. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, yeah. I know you, you want it, but at the same time, it's I like, don't need it. I don't need it. No. You know, cause I already yeah. have my, I already have my proof. Yeah. Um, so, so you go back to acupuncture yes, after this. And then I go back to acupuncture. And she was almost mad at me because I had surgery. And I was just like, what? She's like, your body is weak. And, you were and, so weak. And, and I was like, like okay. well, I know, but I had to have surgery. <laughs> yes, I was like, I couldn't just not have surgery. Yeah. And so I went back probably two or three times. Um, she had done acupuncture, like, around all of my incisions. Like, it helped. Like, I felt better afterwards. Um, and you were trying to flush out your liver. I was. I had super high liver enzymes. You took, like, the liver supplements. I did doing... liver. I did vitamin C and zinc yeah. and all of that. Um, and I was frustrated because I was like, man, I worked so hard. And now I'm here. Yeah. And what well, felt like square one. The acupuncturist told you not to try that cycle but then you talked yes. to your actual OB so I was talking to the acupuncturist and I was like you know do you think we should try should we not try she was like no you don't try like your body is so weak like you are weak you're cold again and I was like okay <laughs> but then I had my follow-up she did mean well but like she you did know, as we talked about before just, sometimes it can just rub yeah. you the wrong way when you're yes. trying to do stuff yes. yeah so I went to a follow-up appointment with an OB, and this was actually an OB I hadn't seen because my OB was out of pocket, and I wanted to make sure that everything was okay with, like, incisions and all of that. And so I went to see her, and she was actually more of, like, a holistic OB. Okay. And so I was talking to her about everything. And, you know, this was the third OB that I had talked to that was that I had told our story to, and said, like, you know, they're wanting us to do IVF. And she was like, you don't need to do IVF. Like, you're 27 years old. Like, just, she said, when you go to those places, they expect that you want to do IVF. Right. Which we talked about. Which said yeah. multiple times. And yeah. so I was talking to her, and I was like, should we try this cycle? Should we not try this cycle? She was like, you can do whatever you want. She said, I don't see where you're not, you can't. She said, it may be uncomfortable with your incisions or anything like that. She said, but you're more than welcome to. She said, there's no reason for you not to. Yeah. And I said, okay. So they did. You did So try. we did. In May of 2021. May of 2022. 2022. Sorry. So yeah, a year. End of May of 2022. A year since they had started. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A year. Yeah. And we actually got pregnant that cycle. Yeah. And we got pregnant with our little beautiful baby girl. Carried to term. Carried Everything to term. Great. She was wonderful. She's yes. perfect. Yeah. She's so cute. She's 
just the light. She, she almost seven months now, she right? Is. Yeah. She's seven months and two days. Yeah. Yeah. February of 2023. Yep. So it was like, and now, you know, and she can kind of attest to it. Like she had ovulated later in that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't yeah. even like her normal routine, her body, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, God worked a miracle there. Yeah. Her body was recovering, but it, ovulated successfully yes. it was a healthy egg you yes. know healthy embryo mm-hmm. your uterus was ready it was beautiful it was ready, it was ready for it yes yes <laughs> yes that was a, that was a very weird cycle and yeah. like I think I texted you multiple times yeah. and I was like I don't know what's going on I think yeah. I'm out I'm done well, I'm gonna stop trying as always and I may do the same thing like when we're able to get our miracle but it's like it was a few days of quiet and then she was like I think you messaged me and you're like you and I was yeah. like, oh my like I mean, like I remember going, yeah, like, and then of yeah. course after we talked and we cried together and everything, she sent me the picture and it's like you guys, if you had your success and yeah, everything. like multiple pregnancies. Yes. I mean it was like this, yes, and it was like days, so much whatever, whatever, so much. yes, and then yeah. you started seeing what's it called where it strips away. Oh, it, I wanted a dye stealer. Dye stealer. I wanted to get my yeah. dye stealer before yeah. I stopped. So. Yeah. I, so much HCG, it pulls it. From. Yes, that's what it means. The tests. So you have like the control line right. that's already, um, it already has dye in it. Right. Well, when you're pregnant, the other line pops up. If there's so much HCG, it'll pull from the control line into the positive, the positive yeah. line. Yeah. So, so it's like yeah. it is so strong before you can get like a real blood test. And yeah. Stuff too. Which I was. So I did go get blood tests. Um, that was a very odd cycle. It was like I thought I had already ovulated, and then like I took another OPK, and it was super, super dark. Okay. And so we started, or we Which they tried. Do say sometimes you can do that. They don't recommend using yeah. an LH strip to yeah. show that, but I know yeah. they can. Um, and so like I had actually taken it was a Friday. I had actually taken a pregnancy test that morning and it was negative. And okay. like that whole day I was like, Okay. But okay. you had a little spotting, which we were thinking I did. was the so I had and spotting and that's when I was like, Okay, like maybe my period's coming right. later because of all the stuff that's been going right. on. Surgery and everything. Um yeah. and I was really down that day. Like I was really frustrated and because that Wednesday, like, I had gotten really nauseous, and I was in the bathroom at work, mm-hmm. like, almost throwing up, and I was like, is this it? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know how it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, New I didn't symptoms. have this symptom. New like, symptoms. okay, <laughs> this is it. And so when I took the test Friday, like, it was negative, and I was so bummed out, and I went to the grocery store after work, and I actually, like, I randomly just got those first response yeah. tests, because yeah. they were supposed to be the most sensitive, and when I got home, I took it, and I kind of just, like, threw it to the side because yeah. I was like it's not going to be positive. I don't want to look at it yet. I know. And then you're like. I know but at that doing? point like I had actually forgotten about it. Okay. And I went back in and like I looked at it and I was like oh my god. And now I had been a certain like, amount of time and you're like I shoot like, I gotta check it again. I kept looking at it I was like wait a minute. Yeah. And like I went to the, I went to the light and I was like line yeah and then it's like I took another one and it was darker yeah and I flipped out yeah and I called Brett yeah and I was like you gotta come home right now, now. and he thought something was wrong I was like nothing's wrong yeah. I was like I just need you to come home right now I don't want to tell you this over the phone yeah and so he got home and he was like what is it? If he was excited, because obviously, like, he right. knows, like, right. he knows it's time to start taking pregnancy tests. Yeah. And, like, I showed him, and he was like, I see it. I see it. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And 
and so then like I probably took like five tests that yeah, night. Like yeah. I went back to the grocery store and got more. <laughs> And then it's just shelf like, is cleared. No, shelf, like everything is cleared <laughs> off. Like I have my line of pregnancy tests. And in... did you do the self checkout or the checker? She's just standing there. Yeah, I think I did the checker, and I was like, "This is a good thing. This is good." That's so cute. That's <laughs> awesome. You know, you feel kind of awkward by yeah, pregnancy yeah. tests, but not this time. Not this time. Yeah. And yep. then you got. A high HCG for your blood draw. I did. So I went that, it was either Monday or Tuesday because I took the test on a Friday. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday because I called you on Tuesday. That's when you called me, right, to officially confirm. And they did confirm. They said you you do have a lot of HCG. They said let's check it in another two days. Like it needs to be above or it needs to double. Like double and it like tripled here. And it like tripled. 147 to 522. Yeah. And so at that point I felt like I could breathe. Yeah. And then our first appointment was July 12th. Oh this is funny. So they go in for the the sonogram right? Yeah. And like she tells her husband she's like you need to film this. Make sure you film it. Make sure you get it. Document it. And he messed up. He didn't get it. He but was so then, nervous, excited. But then too. I look over there and like he's crying. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, it's all forgiven. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. We it's can fine. that's forgiven. But um yeah, yeah, so I guess just so now she shared her story. It's exciting yeah. and just like your thoughts on pregnancy and how you prepped your body. You kinda touched a little bit too on um just how baby showers were tough for you. Yes. And, um but I mean I know now like you know, you're sen- you were sensitive even with me, mm-hmm. you know, like we obviously share in each other's joy and everything yeah. like that, but like yes. you're, you were tuned in. She, she did it really well. She was kind of like just checking in. Cause, and also too, it's like, I didn't want to stifle her joy because oh, yeah. I knew how I much she'd been going through. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just like in, that. Cause I yeah. put, I would put myself in your shoes right. and I would be just like but over it was, the moon. It was good communication yeah. on that sense of yes. like checking in, but knowing that yeah. person too. Cause we've talked about like yep. being sensitive to it and mm-hmm. making sure how you approach it and different right. things like that. Right. So, cause yeah, I mean, I was so excited for her. I mean, I think I was like, <laughs> what? You know, yes. on the phone. <laughs> And I'm but, like, here's all my pregnancy tests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, so it you, was. When you were pregnant, you were talking about the morning sickness. So one thing oh that really gosh. worked for you is the Bungesta. Bungesta. Yeah, so if you guys um, haven't heard of that, it is newer. It last is. couple of years. And not like. every pharmacy will have it. That's true. I, I had many issues getting it. And it's one of those to where you can't just stop taking it. Yeah. Like, you have to take it. You have to wean yourself off of it. It is super high amounts of B6 and the, I call it Unisum or is Unisum the B6? No, that that's the thing that helps you sleep. It's the okay. thing that's also in NyQuil. It starts with a D. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. We, we have it written here on our slide <laughs> The yeah. Doxamine. Uh, you're the pharmacy. I know. You're the pharmacy one. It's antihistamine medication that <laughs> yeah. can make you um, a little dry. But they, it's those higher doses together. Yes. So, yeah. And so I, I think I started taking that at um, probably 13 weeks because I had already been to the ER twice. Like I could not keep anything down. Like there was a time where I couldn't keep anything down for more than a day. And I finally told my doctor, I was like, I'm not functioning. Like I'm having to lay in the floor at work because I was so sick. And she finally, or she prescribed that, which I'd, 
I don't know how other doctors are, but she was totally for it. She said, you know, you need to be able to keep food down. Obviously, you're growing a, a baby. Mm-hmm. And so she gave me that, and it was like the was next like the best day. Thing that like I you. was, yeah. I was a new person the yeah. next day. Like I had my second wind. I felt great. I didn't have. There were some times where I would have a little bit of nausea, but it wasn't near as bad as it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we'll touch on this quickly because then we got to go into a funny oh, yeah. story. But um, <laughs> she ended up having, unfortunately, you know, pregnancy does not and delivery does not always go the way that no, you plan. It doesn't. So she was all prepped for her vaginal man. She had like her yes. ice maxi pads and like the yeah. hazel stuff on I there. Had everything. And unfortunately, she had to have a C-section. Yeah. So um, C-section because my little girly was breached. Yeah. And she was so far lodged up into my ribs that during the C-section, my doctor was like, there's no way, like, we couldn't. You kept trying to flip her. I kept trying to flip her. I did everything. I did spinning babies. I did the (laughs) inversion where you're pretty much upside down. Like, I did the ice pack. Yeah. I would kind of, like, nudge her to get her to move around. Like, she would not move. She was very comfortable. She was extremely (laughs) comfortable. And so... We did a C-section, which honestly, the C-section was the best thing for me because it's like I knew what was happening. I yeah. knew when we were going in there, I knew I was going to have my doctor because, you know, my doctor had been great through the whole thing. And she knew that I wanted to have a natural delivery. Right. She knew I didn't want to have like any any medications with yeah. it, like nothing. I wanted to do everything, you know, pretty much my own way. But there's always another plan. <laughs> That doesn't go accordingly to yours. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being fine. Like it was, the recovery was a lot harder than I thought it was, but it wasn't as bad. Um, yeah. Now that I look back on it. it yeah. Was, and it you got like, you had a lot of stuff ready for like the breastfeeding and like yes. consuming certain vitamins and minerals yeah. and pelvic floor exercises yes. and stuff. And yeah. knowing like we kind of put on there, like your body is not your own. No. Like you're, you're trying to provide for this yeah. little one. Yes. So taking yeah. care of yourself is also important to help take care it of is. her. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but we are going to get, I wanted her to share this because this is just real life. So now <laughs> she's had her beautiful miracle yes. <laughs> and you know, we don't, it, expectations versus reality right and so it was like two weeks home and this is just kind of where things all went to crap and you're a new mom and Brett's a new dad and (laughs) And we're still trying to figure everything out mind you we had just moved oh that's true yes they had just sold our house and moved somewhere to a new location I was nine months pregnant whenever we sold our house we were there with we were in our house for two weeks and we had moved to our rental house that we're in now so We were trying to get stuff ready for that. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, sleep schedules. I'm trying to figure out, like, feeding times. I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, I got to have my pumps because I'm making more than what she needs. And then I'm going to be engorged. And I don't want to get mastitis. And so we had went to Home Depot to get a sink. Like, our the sink in our rental house was awful. So we went and got a sink. So this was at, like, 730, 8 o'clock at night. And she was asleep, but whenever we got home, she had woke, she was awake, like she was ready to eat, like I was getting full, and she had to have a diaper change. So I'm walking around the house trying to find my pumps while my husband's changing her. Well, I hear a yell from the living room of like, I thought something was wrong, so I'm, I'm all transparency here in oh, motherhood. Okay. Yeah. I'm walking around with my bra down, like trying to put my pumps on. Right. 
And Cause my husband is like the milk production. Is, the letdown, yeah. like it's coming out. Yeah. Like I can't find my pump. I can't find my little cup that I would put on to catch it. Yeah. So I walk into the living room, like literally holding like underneath my boobs. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband is yelling like, help me, help me. And so I walk in there. Dylan has decided to have poop shoot everywhere so yeah, it's so like breath like changing her changing yeah. in the middle of changing she has pooped she has it's all over my husband it's all over in between like the, the couches couch. yeah. I'm walking around like laughing trying and like him. milk is going everywhere <laughs> like I'm trying to find something to help him I can't find the wipes because we just moved yeah. I can't find the diapers like I can't find a blanket that we could put under her so she's still going. It's still getting on my husband. And I finally just like, just stand there and milk is just like <laughs> going everywhere. And I'm laughing. And I feel like every time I laugh, like it just keeps coming out more. Now our baby's crying and now there's poop everywhere. And I can't help anything but just to sit there and just laugh yeah. and breath. Yeah. He finally just stops. And yeah. he's just like, okay, well, poop's hand all over, over me. Yeah, hand over Dylan's and he's yeah. like, what do I do with this blanket? And I'm like, well, it's ruined now. Like, just start cleaning stuff up. But it was just, that was the, you know, like, Monsty goes out the yeah. window. I'm like, my windows are open. I'm like, dear Lord, like, my neighbors are probably looking. And, like, there's, oh, my God. Because they're, they're shouting, get something yes. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I knew it this too. <laughs> like, but we still talk about that. I enjoy that, that story still. And I've oh heard my it multiple goodness. times. Yes. yes. It, it just, it like hilarious. I said, it brings the joy of being a new parent yeah. to life. But at the yeah. same time, expectations versus reality. Yes. You see those cute little videos of everything is fine. All the baby poops. Oh, you can clean it up. No. And I mean, like, no, because your husband was even, like, shirtless at the time, cause, right? Yes. You didn't even, like, get on him. So, I mean, Got all over like his shirt. Said, yeah. And literally, like, days after, I kept smelling poop. Well, I pulled the couch, because we have a sectional, so I yeah. pulled one side of the couch apart, and there's still poop, like, lodged in between the couches. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's okay. This yeah. is just parenthood. That's like, right. if you would have told us that this is what Story we would to have tell to do, like, a year ago, she gets older. I would like yes I'm ready for all of the poop everywhere so, so not taking it for granted and no. obviously <laughs> keeping your faith in God yeah. you know in your relationship with your husband very yes. important in this like your teamwork and raising your mm -hmm. daughter yeah. um we kind of want to go then I guess into yeah. close out of the scripture so I mean, yeah. I've really enjoyed having you this has been so Thanks. much fun I've enjoyed so, it too <laughs> um, she's got a really great scripture so I'll let you go ahead and read it yeah so it's Philippians 4 6 through 8 don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done then you will experience God's peace with which exceeds everything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds, and you will live in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7, I think it's yes. Like yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, what a great scripture just in the sense yeah. of she was very open about telling God exactly mm -hmm. what she needed. And, it's you know, even with us, like, we we tell him what we need, and he is listening, but it's his time. Yeah. And so, yeah. but it's like, I love that last part. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. Yes. And that's where you felt that peace near mm -hmm. the end. And yes. as we said, then everything just yeah. fell into place. It did. It so, happened. Yeah. So beautiful. And so I hope yes. you guys have really enjoyed this. I wanted to have kind of an inspirational and like a special story with Priscilla yeah. and just 
know that this journey hopefully doesn't go on forever and it may not be mm-hmm. what you plan. You know, we're not saying that it can always lead to a successful pregnancy. It may be adoption. It may yeah. be, you still need to do IVF. You know, that's not something we've ever ruled out, but we definitely um, hope and trust and give it to the Lord because his plan is better than ours. Right. So all right, I'm going to close this out in prayer. Thank you guys for joining us. So dear Lord, just thank you again for Priscilla and for her openness and for sharing her story and for all the laughs and the tears and the shared experiences that we've had together. And I just thank you for her friendship and I thank you for Brett and I thank you for Ryan, for our supportive spouses. And I just pray for um, everyone to continue to grow in you and um, glorify you. And I just pray once again for our listeners that you would just help them through their journey Um, of whatever they're dealing with, Lord, and that you would continue to show up for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, until next time. See See you later. Bye.